Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at Virginia.org. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the RP Show here on Game Plus Television and YouTube. As always, trying new things, learning new things. I've got two earbuds in my ears today, and boom, sounds is blowing me out. But that's okay. And it is my, listen, I'm not the guy, the attention whore as they are. I'm going, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. But it is my birthday. And the reason, Moose, is I bring him in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle in the Great White North, Moose. The reason I'm making a thing of that, Darren, is somebody tweeted today, how exactly old is Rod? Why is this such a secret? I said, it's not a secret. I'm not that guy. I'm going to tell you right now that today I turned 40 nine years old and i remember my dad's 50th birthday it's funny that you guys play the clip of me talking about my dad coming in because i talk about him all the time his 50th birthday i'll never forget it was one of those black hats black with the white those old farmer hats with the mesh back it was the 80s you wouldn't remember because you were born in the 80s but had a little black pom-pom on top it said 50 and nifty and they (laughs) they gave him a a walker made out of hockey sticks and I'll never forget it was in my cousin Chad's basement and I'm like my god he's 50 he's ancient if we get a couple more years out of him I'll be happy that's what I thought as a teenage boy yes and here I am a year 50 away just seems him. like so, so and you're so young and you know it's funny you're just giving me ideas for next year Rod I mean 49 is nothing 50 a little more pomp and circumstance. It's funny that you're in Florida. I'm sure you'll be there on your 50th. Uh, so that's cool. Happy birthday. We love it's you. Just a, and uh, th- thank enjoy you. Enjoy the day. I, I appreciate it. But I just, I'm not hiding my age at all. So I wanted to get that out there because somebody thought, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy with the Wikipedia profile that doesn't have a birthday on it. 
You know what I mean? Right. Anyways, hour two is brought to you by Original 16. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. On the way in this hour, Ryan Leslie of Sportsnet Flames. We had a text. You stepped out for about 20 minutes there, Moose, so you missed a little, a little of what went on. We had a text from Ray in Scarborough, Ontario, the guy that sent us those Kitchener Rangers jackets, by the way, which I love, and I know you do too. And he just said he's hard not to be down in the dumps about the latest COVID news, especially as an Ontario person with capacity capped at 50%. And I just don't want to be that guy. My Lord, you know that you're going to get enough COVID coverage everywhere else. Um, we are, we're not, so I don't want to talk about that. I want to have fun today as we always do. Um, Carlos Legena watching in Indianapolis says spending your birthday at taco time later today. Uh, not today. I don't think, but I appreciate, I appreciate the question. We're in a taco time viewer takeover earlier than normal today for the love of burritos. It is buy one, get one burrito half off at taco time every Thursday. And by the way, for those that wonder if we are ever coming back to Canada and the opportunity to go to Taco Times in Canada, the over 120 locations, the answer is yes. And we'll be announcing it tomorrow, Darren. So thank you for letting me uh, get that horse out of the barn tomorrow. We're both very excited about that announcement tomorrow. It's a biggie, right? Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge. Yeah. It's going to be It's going to be really fun. It's probably our biggest announcement <laughs> we've ever had. So I'm very excited about that. But anyways, when I say I don't want to talk about COVID, what you also missed was this. I'm going to call it up again for the benefit of those that weren't watching last hour or are only listening to hour two of the podcast on the re-record here. I told you that I'd fallen in with a really wonderful football crew here of football people. And incidentally, going back to Cafe Seville Friday night down in Fort Lauderdale, Joey's place. Let's go. You betcha. So one of those guys sent me this list on the heels of Urban Meyer being fired. I, I know people just love the stories. So Urban Meyer fired pretty much overnight. I guess it was first thing this morning. The 2-11 and Jacksonville Jaguars firing their coach, Urban Meyer. 13 games into his first NFL job. He's won three college national championships, two with Florida, one with uh, Ohio State University. So I was saying, Darren, I just knew that this is a discussion that people would love. Who were some other coaches that had massive success at one level, couldn't translate it to the next level? Some of the comments that came in were Hugh Campbell, five great cups in a row with the Edmonton Eskimos, goes to the NFL's Houston Oilers, fizzles out. You were with us when the Greg Marshall came up from the Western Mustangs, yeah. right? Had success at the Canadian University level, went to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, didn't last there. Um, so here's a list, Darren. I don't think you were here when I got this. I'll just tell you this one guy's name, Sammy, because he probably would like to have his name listed. Before Urban Meyer, Matt Rule from Baylor, who's still in Carolina, his career record 10 and 19 there. So for how long will Matt Rule be in Carolina? Cliff Kingsbury may end up, he would have to win a Super Bowl probably, but to go from Texas Tech to the Cardinals, he's all time 23, 20 and one. Of all these coaches, you tell me who's the best. Okay, Jimmy Johnson isn't on this list, but it only goes back to 01. Bill O'Brien, Penn State to Houston, Chip Kelly, Oregon to the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Marone from Syracuse to the Bills. And let me tell you a story about Doug Marone in a minute. Greg Schiano from Rutgers to Tampa Bay, Jim Harbaugh from Stanford to the 49ers, Bobby Petrino from Louisville to the Falcons, Nick Saban from the LSU, Tiger, or LSU Tigers to the Dolphins, 
Steve Spurrier from Florida to Washington, and then Butch Davis from Miami to the Browns. Who's the most? Now, there's some easy ones there to say who is the worst, but who is the best on that list? Oh. Well, Jim Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl, right? With the 49ers. And lost. So I'm tr- lost, but he still went there. I'm trying to think. His all-time record. Super yeah, four, his all-time record, 44-19-1 with the 49ers, so, by the way. Pretty good. Probably. Just that's the one the name that jumped off the board to me as being the most successful at the NFL level. Just because he went to a Super Bowl and, and had that success and a good record. Good not call. the only one, though. Good call. I'd have to go back and look at Jimmy Johnson's wiki, but I think he won yeah. two championships with the Miami Hurricanes. Did he not, everybody? And then he went to the Dallas Cowboys and won two Super Bowls there. Uh, so I would be remiss if I didn't, on my birthday, bring in a comment from my cousin Christine. She's watching in Madison Hat. And she says, I so remember the night you were born. Another boy is what I remember most. Yes, I uh, was the third of three boys and still am. But thank you, Chris, for that. A few of our viewers are writing in and saying Wayne Gretzky. And that's not, you guys know that that's not a thing, right? You know that Justin Wolf writes in and says, Gretzky, even though he's admitted coaching wasn't his thing. We're missing the point. The success. Where was the success? The key Exactly. I said massive success at one level. Did I need to put in the caveat as a coach at one level before going to the next level? And if you want to flip on that for a second, who's a coach? Listen, there's a longer list of guys that didn't succeed at the next level than those that did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That didn't. Uh, Terry Simpson, God love him. Simso. Won a Memorial Cup with the Prince Albert Raiders. World Juniors with Team Canada in 1985. Never translated that to any kind of success with the New York Islanders. Uh, who are guys that had major junior hockey success or college football success and went on to the NFL or NHL and just kept rolling? Or for that matter, CIS, Canadian junior football success. Who are some of those guys? It's, it's a longer list that didn't, wouldn't you say? And I don't mean to put you on the list or on the... Sorry, on the um, hot seat here, Darren, but that's a harder list to come up with. Well, the first name I come up with from a hockey perspective is Babcock. Won a university national championship with Lethbridge, had some success in the Western Hockey League, went on to the NHL, won Olympic golds and Stanley Cup. So there's a guy who had some success. That would be the, um, that would be the line that you'd want to follow if you were a coach. Yeah, I Babs would think did. so. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. Championships sure help. Um, but you're right. It's not a long list of guys that have had tremendous success at all those levels. There's been guys who have, have come up, uh, guys and girls that have been um, like Sean McVay. I don't really remember Sean McVay having an incredibly, like a big collegiate career as a coach. He's still so young, right? Guys that just were instantly, okay, this is an NFL type head coach or coordinator. Boom. Guys have gone from, position coaches in the NFL to coordinators to coaches. They've evolved that way. But really strong head coaches at one level to a head coach at another level, it's, it's a little bit more rare for sure. 
Hey, podcast listeners, sorry to interrupt your podcast. It's Moose here wanting to tell you about another podcast, the Knuckleheads podcast. Our friends over there, they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's called the Knuckleheads podcast. It's their seventh season doing the podcast, and already this season, they've had Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor. Yes, NBA veterans, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. So listen in to the Knuckleheads podcast as they invite on special guests, high-profiled athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to unstold, untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It is the Knuckleheads podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, so we probably aren't overly surprised at what happened with Urban Meyer, but I meant to get, I meant to say this when I texted Sammy this morning and I said, why does everybody hate Urban Meyer down here? His response was, he's an old school coach and new school players don't like old school coaches. And I get that, but there's more to it than, there's way more to it than that because I'm driving around South Florida and I'm listening to 560 WQAM. They've been hammering on Urban Meyer for three solid years. And let's remember that he won two national championships with the Florida Gators. I think it's probably more than anything a jealousy thing. But my God, do they hate Urban Myers. That, and that has nothing to do with him being an old school coach. Why the media hates him and just football fans. I, I think it goes back to the jealousy thing. Um, Casey's watching in Winnipeg and he says, Brian Doby, University of Manitoba, has declined several offers to coach in the CFL. So too did Frank McChrystal. And I think the guy that won like, seven national junior championships, Frank turned down coaching opportunities in the pros. I think people forget how well those university jobs in Canada pay. Randy Nickel is watching in Alberta, Cochrane, Alberta. He says, Barry Melrose did well at everything. He did, but, oh, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. Thank you, Mandy. Well, it was. Thank you for pointing that out. 1111 Mountain. Barry Melrose, a little before your time, Darren, in terms of being on the bench, you know who he is from his ESPN time. But one of the pride of Kelvington, Saskatchewan, goes on to win a Memorial Cup with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, I believe a Calder Cup of the Adirondack Red Wings and the, and the Apple. And then goes to the NHL and takes the LA Kings to the Stanley Cup final in 1993, but doesn't win. And then he ends up getting the deal with ESPN, which, listen, I may be sitting in South Florida here now, but my buddies are all hockey guys. They're Barry Melrose's buddies. And I said, do you think Mel... This was in the 90s, Darren, how far ahead of Barry Melrose's time that he was. They were like, he's making $900,000 a year on ESPN right now as their hockey analyst. He's never going back coaching. If he goes back coaching, he's an idiot. And then what did he do? Went back and coached the Tampa Bay Lightning and got fired and don't wished he hadn't. What do you so, say? What do coaches want to do? Coaches want to coach. There you go. That's, and, and that is the point. But I just want to say something when I say that with this story. I'm driving around listening to 560 AM and what they've been saying about Urban Meyer, there's like heat coming out of the dash. I'm like, you know how many times when you're driving and you look at the radio when something is <laughs> said that you can't believe? I, I'm like, 
I can't believe what they say about Urban Meyer. And I'm going to be honest with you. You Canadian coaches, you get off so easy. So easy compared to what your American counterparts get. And whether that be hockey coaches, football coaches, I'm not joking, man. The stuff that's in the papers, the stuff that's on Sports Talk Radio down here, I think that's why I was like, what? Manny Diaz, they were talking about firing him, the coach of the Miami Hurricanes, since mid-September. They just did it last week. But I'm like, my God, I, I'm just not used to it because I'm used to the Canadian media where, I'll be honest, they're so afraid of the teams that they won't say anything bad. Here, they clearly don't care. They, they well, don't care. Urban Meyer spurned them right when he left and went to Ohio State, right? So they don't like mm -hmm. that either. So, I, you know, you wonder what, you know, with coaching changes now, what they're going to feel like in Oklahoma. What are they going to feel like in Notre Dame, right? Um, when these guys come back into town, um, when coaches move, you know? Florida, the Gators, people think we won national championships. We can be a premier program in this country. And it's like, you're going to go to Ohio State? What, you think they're better than us? Right? See, I hate them. I get it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm enjoying the comments here. We're in taco time viewer takeover early. Jeff Caldwell watching in Oregon says, Ted Lasso had success in the NCAA football, moved on to pro football. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. Uh, Jimmy McClarty watching at Ryerson University in Toronto. He says, Willie Desjardins coached at the U of Calgary. I would suggest that Willie was unable to replicate the success at the NHL level that he had at junior. I don't think anybody would argue that. Free Oleg in Winnipeg. I like this guy. He says, Don, hey, good junior coach, not much success at the NHL level. And that is the truth. Uh, currently and last seen assistant coach of the Portland Winterhawks. Um, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, it still amazes me how well you know people and years they coached or played or years championships were won. Truly amazing. I have very few talents, cousin Christine, but one is this. And the other is uh, remembering faces. Our poll question today, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, what's the Edmonton Oilers' biggest need? Hashtag, let's go Oilers. Is it secondary scoring? Is it blue line play? Is it goaltending or other? And right now, 57% of the respondents leading the way on Twitter is goaltending, they're saying, Moose. Goaltending is the biggest problem plaguing the Edmonton Oilers right now. Uh, and Clark tells me goaltending on YouTube as well. You guys remember Barry Long from Coachella Live, the show down there in Southern California? He has written me, and he says, I told you Bourbon Meyer would be fired before season's end. How about that? I didn't, th I, I didn't think he would. So thank you, Barry, for reminding me of that from Coachella Live in Southern Cali. One of our newfound friends here. Oh, we're over it for a break. Moose, you okay to stick around for another segment? Of course. I see the CFL schedule is out. How about that? We'll talk about that and more when we come back. You're watching the RP Show. Daytime sports talk on Game Plus Television. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Text 902-518-3033. Take 
Pick up your phone and text RP, that's Raj Peterson. Hee-hee. <laughs> Back live, it is daytime sports talk from sunny and uh, somewhat humid South Florida. And the Moose is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle back home. What do we got? We got three, six, nine, ten games in the National Hockey League as it, as it stands right now. And big news. Do you have the – no, you don't have the bell with you because you're not in the bunker. I don't. By Monday, I hope to have a cowbell I can ring for breaking news because the <laughs> Canadian Football League schedule has been released. And I will read from the news release in one moment, but first – We need to tell you that addiction, folks, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether you feel ready or not or have already tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit their website, aurorarecovery.com. Now, Moose, I was in my emails, and then I got out like an idiot. So I'm going back into my emails. I thank the Canadian Football League for sending this. I thank our viewers for alerting me to it. And here it is. Ta-da! I'm reading from the news release. Following the successful completion of the 2021 season, which culminated in the 108th Grey Cup in Hamilton, where the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were crowned back-to-back champions, The Canadian Football League has unveiled the 2022 regular season schedule. Launched just in time for the holiday season, games to the upcoming campaign are the perfect stocking stuffer for CFL fans from coast to coast to coast. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said in the release, with marquee matchups, holiday traditions, and plenty of divisional clashes, the 2022 season has something for everyone. It's never too early to circle big dates on calendars and to start planning fun family football trips. The entire schedule can be found at cfl.ca. And, Darren, if you don't mind me just going on a little longer, uh, highlights of the schedule include a return of the preseason. Fans will get a sneak peek at the 2022 editions of their favorite teams. Opening week intrigue, the Montreal Alouettes will head west to McMahon Stadium to take on the Calgary Stampeders on June 16th as Thursday Night Football officially opens the upcoming season. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers will begin their title defense on Friday Night Football with the Ottawa Red Blacks in town. The reigning East Division champion Hamilton Tiger Cats kick off the 2022 campaign by visiting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders before the Edmonton Elks face off against the BC Lions to wrap up week one. I could go on and on and on. Yeah. Who saw this coming down the pipe today? I did not. Did you? No, this is a great early Christmas present from the CFL. So, you know, congratulations. Bravo. This is awesome. I didn't expect it to come out this fast. Um, You know, especially right after the Grey Cup. Now, it might always come out in December. I'm trying to remember typical schedule releases. I think it does. This is seems like a record <laughs> four days after but this the does up. seem like a record you know not once did i hear anybody say geez when's the schedule coming out you know so right on the heels of the great cup keep the momentum rolling i like it great job so they're they're excited he here likes too. it too from the viewers <laughs> yeah chris bird in king city ontario says kudos to the cfl and mlse 
for scheduling all Argos games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with the exception of home opener on Thursday. Now, that sounds kind of a ridiculous comment. Thanks for putting all the games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But this is a fan base that has had games on Tuesday. They've had games on Monday, Wednesday. So I get it. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says it is only right they return to normal CFL season opens at historic McMahon. The fans deserve that. Is that what we're calling it? Historic McMahon? That makes it um, better. From Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lipstick on a pig. I'll take lipstick on a pig, Alex, for 200, please. Yeah. Carlos in Indianapolis. Hashtag. Is it June yet? Uh, well, I guess they're not moving the season up. How about that? How about <laughs> Clearly. That? Uh, where the heck? Oh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York. Biggest Alouettes fan. I'm pretty sure in Saratoga, New York. Says the Montreal Alouettes play BC and Calgary once each and Ottawa four times, including Labor Day weekend. Well, thank you for the update on that, Ryan. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that literally came out of nowhere. What are we going to talk about now? I know, right? It really it did. It came out of nowhere. And I'm not sure why Montreal and Calgary is the marquee matchup of week one, I guess, because it's yeah. Thursday Night Football. So that's that's cool. Um, tell me about the rematch of the Grey Cup. You know, that's kind of what I want to hear. Or, you know, something a little bit more spicy. But no, 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 it's great. It's awesome. We've got the schedule out. We can make plans. You know, I don't think tickets are available yet to uh, start buying tickets for Christmas. But... You know, when we get into the early new year, um, lots of lead up time. I love it. Really great. Well, clearly those tickets will be on sale before Christmas time because that's why they did it. But I'm, I'm just sitting here going, wow. Um, wow. You're sitting here on live television. The CFL drops its schedule four days after the season concludes. And you're thinking, were we even going to talk about moving the season up? Were we even going to talk about this or that? Or, you know what I mean? Like table. just... just Wango. Yeah. By the way, Clark, I would like to read the Great Western Ultra update at some point here this hour if we can. So I appreciate that. Oh, it is a quick button push for you. Because, Darren, I want, your, I want your take on this. Hang on a second. On what my commentary right, is, load. by the way, which is brought to you. Yeah, it's brought to you load once a week by great western ultra beer hour two is brought to you by great western original 16 so we're big fans of the great western folk hang on it's just coming up okay clark when you're ready let me know and we'll go how about three two one i'm sorry but you have to wonder how in the world this happened if you're following sports closely the big leagues got flipped on their ear this week with an explosion of covid tests being positive and hundreds of players going into covid protocol and staff too gosh knows we've learned over the past 21 months that there are bigger things than sports but because of the intense glare on the industry it's hard not to notice it's every move and on wednesday we learned indoor venues of a thousand or more in ontario will be going back to 50 percent capacity for the foreseeable future due to the province's surge in covid cases the big leagues are tightening their COVID protocols 10 days after the CFL relaxed theirs. I mean, what the hell? So I don't know. I suppose we all have our own perspectives. But as the host of a TV sports talk show that airs across Canada in 31 states, I'm just wondering if the show 
sports will continue to go on. The World Juniors is top of mind for me. Shoot, on TSN Sports Center, I heard them discuss the notion of going back to a bubble for sports. Really? Now, here's the most confusing thing. If you listen to or read this commentary every day, you'll know I'm in Florida doing my best to cover and attend sports down here. I go to every single Florida Panthers game, and there's neither a vaccination nor mask requirement at FLA Live Arena. There were nearly 14,000 fans at Tuesday's game against Ottawa, and no problems. The Capital One Orange Bowl goes New Year's Eve as National College football semifinal between Michigan and Georgia. 65,000-seat Hard Rock Stadium is sold out with tickets starting at $500 U.S. Why this is, and why Canada is the way it is, I have no answers. As they say, I'm just happy to be here. How about that? That's today's commentary, Moose, and while it was not perfectly timed, you get the point. It's brought to you by mm -hmm. Great Western Original 16 and Great Western Ultra Lager. And can you, why do I keep asking you to make sense of this? I'm pretty sure you can't make sense of this, can you? No, but I'm more accepting of it. That's the sense I try and make of it is, look, we just got to understand that we live in different places and we have different expectations and we live in a different world every day than we did the day before. We have to be you know, adapting to it. And everybody's got a different idea of how to approach this pandemic. That's, let's also remember that. And so that's why we elect the leaders that we, we have. And in Florida, if the leaders are, are leading by saying, look, we want to make sure everything's open. You know, you're going to look out for yourself. We want you to be safe. We want you to get vaccinated. You know, you got to be vaccinated to go to certain things. Sure. But we're not going to have mask mandates. And that's the direction they're going. In Canada, we have different directions. A little more cautious. I get it. Um, doesn't make it better, doesn't make it worse, but it is, it's ever-changing. We don't know where it's going. All we can do is, is adapt. Stay in the pocket, bob and weave, and try not to get your head taken off. God bless you for having such a reasoned approach. Metal Shingle Guy writes in on the text line at 902-518-3033. And Metal Shingle Guy says, uh, take a mask to the ball game. 4,100 COVID cases in Florida yesterday. Highest increase of any state. Probably don't want to hear that. Um, this is what I would say, Metal Shingle Guy. You do you, I'll do me. How about that? I'm double vaccinated. I go to the game. I have to be vaccinated to get into the press box, which I do. And uh, I'm going to say if I was fearful, I would stay home. So that's my take on it. So again, just worry about you. By the way, Great Western Ultra, an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, a superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol, taste without compromise. Pick up at a store near you today, and clearly we are into viewer takeover. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito, half off at Taco Time every Thursday. The one thing that I think, yeah, when stuff breaks in the middle of us being on the air, Darren, it, the, <laughs> the tap dancing that goes along, I'm used to it after all these years. But yesterday, with all these COVID things happening and the players and staff going in, I was kind of fooled into thinking, oh my God, are they going to pause the schedule? Shoot, they were talking about it on SportsCenter, so I'm not the only one. But with the 50% capacity in the arenas, nowhere are they talking, I don't think, about not playing. Like the World Juniors is not in jeopardy. Clearly the Capital One Orange Bowl is not, or the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. But in Canada, they're not. You're not afraid they're going to stop sports again, are you? I'm not. I'm not. You know, and I think about this from 
you know, if I was in a leadership role and how you would roll this out, um, we really want the population to get vaccinated. We're seeing that severe illnesses are down and deaths are down among those that are vaccinated, you know, and, and that's what you want to promote. So if you want to promote people to get vaccinated, then you have to make sure that those that are vaccinated can, can continue to enjoy more things, have more privileges, have less restrictions. And those that aren't vaccinated, I think what you'll see is the world will just become a little bit more difficult. So they'll start having more restrictions in place. You'll have less opportunities if you're not vaccinated. I think it's about rewarding the vaccinated. And so that'll be it. You know, they may mandate a booster shot for you to get a third one to continue to do the things you're doing. That's that's where I see this going. If you limit the, uh, I don't, but I don't see shutdowns in sports. I really don't. Unless it becomes a case of they can't get enough players on the ice or on the field. Randy from the Peg writes in on the 902 text line. And he says, uh, on your commentary, it's the difference of healthcare systems. One sucks. Guess which one? Enjoy your freedom in Florida, Rod. Wish I was there. Um, I don't want to say whom, but a buddy of mine that played for the Buccaneers texted me and he's like, welcome to the COVID capital. And uh, he says, enjoy your freedom. That's exactly what he said. He said, enjoy Florida, enjoy the sun, enjoy your freedom. So that is a big thing. That's a real, and I just, like I say, oh, yeah, they're going through their business in California with what they're doing there. I just, I just don't understand it. And actually, Darren, I appreciate that you uh, have been as reasoned as you have been with your explanation of why things, I hope people are listening to what you're saying, because I don't understand it. I don't. Because you said it yesterday. How really sick are these folks? The, the guys that are going into yeah. pro, are any of them? I don't think that they are. I'm sure there's going to be the, uh, there's always outliers to it for sure. But no, we're not hearing of, you know, the same cases that we were hearing of before people were getting vaccinated. Uh, Moose, you coming back for overtime? Oh, yeah. Okay, should be a good one. Uh, when we come back, Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames to talk about the latest of what's going on with Calgary's NHL team. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show. Daytime Sports Talk, episode number 635. Well, we always enjoy our visits with this guy, Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames. Uh, Flames were to have a very busy week, and uh, the pause has been thrown on that. The breaks have been thrown on that. I see he joins us from his living room. Happy holidays, Les. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, Merry Christmas. I, I got to ask. Uh, let me move these screens around. I can't even see you. I can s Anyhow, where are you? I've been out of the loop. What's going on? Tropical right? I am in South I am in South Florida. I'm sure you've heard of it. I think you've been here. And I've been down here what? for a time. I'm gonna be down here for a time. I'm hosting the show out of here. Thanks for paying attention, Ryan. Yeah, no, I've been in a in another whole other stratosphere. I apologize. The tan's coming in, you're looking healthy. You got the socks up to your knees, sandals, you're retired, you're mailing this in like my grandfather down in Florida. Del Boca Vista. I've already shipped you your Christmas present. You can stop with the uh, you can stop with the compliments, Ryan. Hey, 
Okay. What's life like covering the Calgary Flames right now? Well, it's very uncertain, as you could imagine. It's um, We're on a bit of a pause. I was supposed to host a few games uh, out of Toronto uh, this week. I was supposed to go, I think, Monday to Wednesday, so yesterday. Uh, those games didn't happen, as uh, the hockey world knows. And uh, as a result, kind of on standby, kind of waiting to see what does come next. We understand that Saturday's game uh, here against Columbus has been postponed. They canceled the th now four, or postponed the four, I should say. And so now we wait to see what happens. There have been early reports of um, games being postponed until uh, as we go through Christmas. So I don't know what's official yet. I've heard some things, and I don't want to speculate. So we'll see what happens uh, to the rest of the games uh, between now and uh, certainly through Christmas and into the new year. But, uh, you know, there has been some talk about maybe the focus being on the 27th against Edmonton as a return date. But, again, all speculation at this point. Well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on during when this thing all started 21 months ago or whatever it was. Does this have the feel of that for you, Ryan, just you specifically, or is it like, or is this a different feeling from back then? It's a different feel for me personally in that, um, you know, this has gone through uh, the entire organization of the Calgary Flames. Um, but I'm really pleased to report in any of the conversations I've had with players, management, and uh, staff that uh, everybody's feeling fine and so that to me is paramount uh, and everybody wants to weigh in on their own opinion and political side of it i i don't wade into those waters but i'm glad everybody's okay this feels a little bit different i don't want to say that naively because certainly it's a it's a situation that uh, you know you can't take lightly but uh, you know these players are uh, itching to get back at it um for the most part everybody is symptom free and I hope it stays that way. So it does feel a little bit different on that front, maybe because uh, it, it might be, a, you know, it's a different variant this time around, um, but certainly uh, one that uh, you have to stay on top of if you're one of those individuals that's affecting. The great thing about the Flames is they've been tested and beyond tested and tested and tested. So these are young uh, athletic uh, professionals and uh, thankfully they're okay. And uh, hopefully this becomes something that we look back on and say, okay, that was a major bump in the road in terms of scheduling. And uh, as long as everybody stays healthy, that's uh, paramount. So we'll see uh, when this thing gets get going. Uh, but to answer your question, it feels very different this time around. And I, mm. I hope it is different. Well, wonderful answer, and I really appreciate the positivity. I think the viewers appreciate that, too. A reason to feel optimistic, but doesn't come at a good time for the Calgary Flames. Let's talk about the on-ice product of this team, Ryan. Who saw this coming, honestly? Did you, the way that the Calgary Flames have played this year? No, Rod, I didn't. And I, I think you and I have had a conversation on this program uh, prior to the season about the outlook and i did not see this coming and i'll give full marks to brad true living full because there were a lot yeah. of people who've helped felt very strongly about the moves he made as like what are you doing um who are you bringing in they're done they're it's over with um and i didn't necessarily um go down the road of questioning uh the character but i didn't know it would fit quite like this and when, the one thing i think we all knew is you're bringing some stanley cup pedigree you were bringing in character individuals to go along with what True Living and the Flames already had. I mean, yeah, they've lost uh, four in a row here, um, but this season and the way it started, 
couldn't have gotten any better for a team that notoriously is digging out of games and at the beginning of every season. And you know what's interesting, Rod, is that they brought in players. None of them are threatening jobs of the core. So while there is a competition for, especially on that blue line, night in, night out, to stay in the lineup, it just seemed like it just kind of worked. They were um, accent pieces. They were complementary pieces. There were depth. There were character pieces. There were guys who'd won and could help those who hadn't on a night-to-night basis. So Brad Living also loaded up in the eventuality of, of COVID. When I asked him uh, in the summer, I said, you're bringing back Michael Stone. Like, what's the thought there? And he said, oh, Michael Stone is understandably knows this system, knows the program, knows, the, knows everything because he's been here for so long. He fits right in. And when COVID happens, we need NHLers to be able to step right in. So he did his homework early on and he brought in pieces that might be able to withstand some bumps in the road and to stay on track. So I tip my cap to that because I didn't see any of this season going this way. Well, I, you're good, you. And you're the first one that I've heard that hasn't credited all to Daryl Sutter. And I was that. But it's interesting that you say that because you you dug a little deeper in terms of personnel. What about style of play, though? Because Jacob Markstrom setting a record for most shutouts to start a season with the Flames. What about in front of him? There must be some changes there. Well, I and I'll just go back to what you said. Daryl has this team uh, prepared night in, night out. And you cannot... Say what you want about Daryl Firm. Uh, if you agree with the way he does his business, um, you've got to tip your cap at the way he has this team prepared. And chatting with some of the players, they understand his motives. They understand his approach. Um, but they also understand that he has them prepared um, and playing within a structure that doesn't allow any of them to, to take their foot off the gas. It's not always going to happen every night. But he has them prepared. Now, to your goaltender uh, and what's in front of him, I mean, Jacob Markstrom has bounced back incredibly. Now, last couple of games, goaltending, Ian Vladar have not been as sharp as they've been. Again, that's going to happen. When you look at their schedule, Rod, it's ridiculous to look at the amount of miles that this team has traveled already. It is absolutely insane. And the fact that they've been able, with new faces, a new coach, a new year, to kind of become galvanized, uh, the road has been a place where they've been able to figure it out together, hang out, go to meals and bond and figure out who each other is. And and uh, that's been a good thing. Their blue line in front of them, I didn't see it coming. You lose Mark Giordano. But what I will say about this is Mark Giordano was the captain. He was the leader. Now you don't have a captain, but you have a bunch of leaders. And as a result, there isn't one person that anybody defers to. It is leadership by committee. And everybody has been able to play within the structure, but play their game. And they don't defer to anybody. And uh, there is no need to have a captain here. There is no need to do that right now. Um, They said they'd have it as it organically happened. Well, what's happened organically is you've got a leadership group and you've got everybody feeling empowered. And as a result, you've seen that on the ice. And any given night, it might be Lucic running through somebody or Gabranson. You know, you get... You've got so many guys who can step Oliver Shillington, talk about the blue line and in front of uh, the goaltender. This guy's been offensively so good. And then you've got that, that pairing of Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson who welcome playing top lines and shut down minutes. And, you know, you've just had so many different characters. Johnny Gaudreau having a real bounce back. Matthew and Lindholm as a trio playing 
so well together. Uh, they love playing with each other. There's no worrying about minutes. There's no worrying about ice time or Daryl or who's not performing or I'm doing my job. It's really become a thing that for now, which we didn't see last year. So this is not always a feel good. Oh, you cover the team. It's all fluff. It's not the case. This is a group that for the first time looks like they figured it out through Daryl, through what your living's done, but most importantly, through each other. Yeah, well, I uh, I appreciate the update. I'm sure it's fun to be able to talk about these things. And just so you know, I'm, I yeah. think, 27 miles away from FLA Live Arena, Sunrise, Florida, from the rink. So when you come through, Ryan, uh, maybe we can hook up. But Merry Christmas till then, my friend. Now, Great to see you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you going to be staying down there for some time? We'll see. Hmm. I have more well, questions good. than I... <laughs> There's more questions as a result here. Than I can tell. You have my number. Yes. You have my number. You I, have I don't know. Maybe you don't. Over our eyes. Oh, I've got your number, buddy. Yeah. But uh, I love that little area. There was a draft down there a few years ago, and actually it was the same That's draft right. as uh, Andrew Mangiapane and uh, Shillington and Rasmus Anderson were all drafted. And, uh, boy, that little stretch down there. Is the elbow room still on the corner down there on the beach? Uh, well, if it is, I haven't been there. You know, I don't frequent establishments like that anymore, as you know, Ryan. But ask me about a coffee shop. I could probably find it. Yeah. Ooh, this conversation took a turn, didn't it? All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Yeah. Good night now. <laughs> Ryan Leslie joining us. Scrooge. No, he's the best. He's the best. We got overtime coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Text 902-518-3033. Pick up your phone and text RP. That's Rod Peterson. Text 902-518-3033. It's overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. Saw that Rockstar Supply Chain's commercial in the break, and that reminded me to mention yesterday's Rockstar of the Day was Sid Sixero from Breakfast Television in Toronto, who accurately predicted that Ontario would be shutting down their capacity to 50% for pro sports. Way to go, Sid. It's like you knew something. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions specializes in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. The Moose uh, rejoins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and maybe now would be a good time to talk about the featured game. What did I say, Darren? Three, six, nine, ten games in the National Hockey League. The Raptors and Bulls are postponed tonight. Thursday night football, the Chiefs at the L.A. Chargers. That might be the featured game mm -hmm. tonight. Uh, for me, it's the Florida Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings. Watch my social media for uh, fun and frivolity from FLA Live Arena. You ever, never know who's going to pop up on there, right? On my Instagram. And oh, I know. Yeah. There's lots of interesting things going on tonight in the world of sports. But I see, by the way, if I'm correct, yesterday you had the Winnipeg Ice-Saskatoon Blades game as your featured game. What did it end up? 6-1 Winnipeg? I think six nothing six nothing Yay. it was not a good game i know i thought it was the featured game it turned out it wasn't but that's okay i think 
you know, tonight the Leafs and, and Flames is postponed, so I thought that might have been one. Um, obviously, they're not going to play that game. So it's, for me, it's Thursday night football. Chiefs and Chargers. By the way, it is Taco Time viewer takeover. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito half off at Taco Time every Thursday. And I see, listen, I don't, I don't know if we're going to allow repeat winners or not. You've allowed me to graciously make up the rules on this as we go along. So we can have repeat winners. I th No, wait, my relations can win, but I don't think we can have repeat winners because my cousin Chris uh, has written in. She says, Taco about funny. The end of the interview with Ryan Leslie there. I think we got to retire the taco about anything because everybody's been using it, Chris. Yeah, um, I feel like there's anything so you got to have the taco lines, eh? Right. You don't have to. You don't have to. But Chris says, how much does Rod love Florida? I feel like there's a punchline coming. How much does Rod love Florida? <laughs> So she wants to finish that. Maybe we have a winner for the comment of the week. Um, the snowman's checking in from uh, Indiana. He says, what's up, Rod? Snowman checking in from Indy. Yo. Hey, snowman. Oh, we got a big uh, announcement tomorrow. It's Friday already tomorrow. Um, yeah. Ryan in New York says, I would say the big announcement is the show is going to be live from the Edmonton Elks Lodge number 11. But they only meet on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Um, that's funny. Remember? Like, that should be going in the year-end clip. Do you have that ready to go in the year-end where I looked up? I went to EdmontonElks.com and found out they met every Monday and Wednesday, I think. Don't they have the Edmonton Elks? Yeah. Need to find that. Need to put that one in there for sure. That's a great, that's a great one, yeah. I went to EdmontonElks.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's fun. an Edmonton Elks. The actual website of the football team is GoElks. Dot com. By the way, a couple things before we rush out the rush jacket that you have on. I'm pointing at your jacket. Um, yes. We didn't talk as much as I would have liked about your opening broadcast in the National Lacrosse League as a color guy because you've hosted before. We got about 30 seconds to talk about that before I give you another topic. Um, but, the, but then you're not, not playing again until New Year's Eve. I know. I know. They'll play games before, but they're at home against San Diego New Year's Eve. It was awesome. The crowd was great. Uh, calling the game was was a lot of fun. Chatting with uh, Derek Keenan and uh, the rest of the group there was, was awesome. It was fun. Really, really fun. Uh, good. And so, yeah, they're home again on New Year's Eve, but that is the night that I plan to be at the Capital One Orange Bowl um, in Miami. <laughs> Who knows? But I just don't think things are changing cold-wise in Florida. Last minute, Last minute of play in the RP show. Tomorrow, the big announcement. Who's on the show tomorrow? Who are the guests, Clark? Can you tell me real quick? Natea J, Argo's color commentator. And he's working in the second guest. Okay, and I believe Natea J has been added to the Raptors coverage as well. So I know, Moose, I said I had two things for you, but I forgot the second. So how about that? <laughs> Squirrel. Just enjoy yeah. your birthday, okay? Enjoy your birthday. Enjoy the sun. Uh, enjoy dinner, the game, all of that stuff tonight. Happy birthday. Thank you, bud. And I appreciate uh, Jason Greger, Ryan Leslie, you, of course, Darren, for the support. Big announcement tomorrow on the RP Show. So join us at noon Eastern here on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. See you then.
right? Get pucks deep. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a big gonna, game. It's, it's a big game, and everybody's uh, working. You know, you know, the boys are working hard. It's uh, you know, one game at a time, one shift at a time. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.